With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same game parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses, and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. When I think of gambling expansion in this country, I think of one state, and that state is Michigan. Not only do they have sports betting, they have online sports betting, they have online poker, they have online casinos. Michigan even passed a law to allow their online poker operators to join an interstate compact so Michigan poker players can play against players in other states with legal online poker. We're going to find out all about this incredible state because I'm going to be talking with the executive director of the Michigan Gaming Control Board, Richard Kahn. Coming up, we're going to find out all about gambling in the Wolverine State. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. No matter what kind of car you drive, we have an insurance policy that's right for you. Need to insure your family minivan? We've got you covered. Need insurance for that new sports car you finally got? We've got you covered. Have an old beater that just won't quit? We've got you covered. Or maybe you hit the lottery and want to insure all your new cars? We've got you covered. Call Auto Insurance for Less to find out how much you can save right now. All it takes is just one call. Answer a few questions, and before you know it, we've We've got got you covered. Call 1-800-679-0366. That's 1-800-679-0366. Auto Insurance. You want it, you need it, and we've got it. Call Auto Insurance for less to find out how much you can save today. Better coverage at a better price is just a phone call away. Call 1-800-679-0366. That's 1-800-679-0366. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. Many states have expanded their gambling offerings in the last couple of years, but no state has expanded quite like Michigan. Whether it be online casinos, online poker, or sports betting, Michigan has created an incredible gambling market in this country. And to tell us all about Michigan and its growing gambling scene, we have the executive director of the Michigan Gaming Control Board, Richard Com, to tell us all about it. Richard, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's, it's nice to see you guys are look, watching Michigan. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and like many people, I've been following the news out of Michigan, and I think the growth has been incredible in the gambling industry. But for people who aren't too familiar with Michigan, l- let's start talking about the brick-and-mortar casinos. How many retail casinos do you have in the state of Michigan? Uh, we have uh, 24 Wow, casinos and brick-and-mortar casinos. We have three commercial casinos that are in the uh, city of Detroit, and, and they have about a... Oh, Maybe a seventy-five or seventy-five mile market uh, area, and then outstate, uh, we have multiple uh, tribal casinos across the state and the Upper Peninsula. So the, all these casinos are located across the state. I mean, I, I told you before, I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and all our casinos are packed into an island on the uh, southeastern coast of our state. I mean, but in Michigan, it's throughout the state. That's correct. And the three commercial casinos are probably set up somewhat like New Jersey is in one uh, area, all within, you know, a mile or two of each other in downtown Detroit. Uh, the tribal casinos pretty much go where the tribal land is, right? So mm-hmm. they, they have to have land taken into trust and it has to be reservation land. And so you find them in northwest upper peninsula, you know, northwest upper peninsula, west Michigan, southwest Michigan, northern Michigan. So they're really spread out, uh, all across the state. Now, I, I want to focus in on next sports betting because that has been growing throughout this country and Michigan has been making a lot of noise with regard to sports betting. It's been incredible in the news. Uh, talk to me about the retail sports books in Michigan. I know there were there's a lot of major players in the Michigan sports betting market. Who are those players and where are they located? I mean, are they mostly located in casinos, I know some states have casinos and and in their racetracks. Where are the retail sports books located in Michigan? Well, the only ones that can operate a retail sports book, we don't have off off track betting. We don't have uh, sports books unless it's within one of the uh, operators that are authorized. And under our law, uh, we have twelve federally recognized tribes and three commercial casinos that are recognized by the state, and those are the only places in their casinos uh, where we've licensed sports books. Now, we do not license the tribal sports book. And, oh, I would say probably uh, 65 or 70% of the tribes have a retail sports book in one of their casinos. And some of these tribes have multiple casinos. Uh, but all three of the commercials have a sports book um, in, in their casinos in Detroit, a retail sports book. Now, recently, Michigan allowed online and mobile sports betting. When did that go live in the state? Uh, it went live on January 22nd of this year, and uh, we lit up uh, the three commercial casinos for both sports betting and online gaming, and uh, uh, oh, I think it was eight of the tribal casinos on day one for the same. And so the, the casinos, the operators, have partnered with a platform provider. Uh, so like, um, for instance, uh, Bay Mills, this is the northern Upper Peninsula Tribe partnered with DraftKings mm-hmm. to to uh, you know utilize their platform. 
And so across the state, um, each of the casinos, each of the operators partner with a platform. Now, when it comes to the online sports books, who, who are the books that are live right now in Michigan? Oh, boy, you get, that's the question. <laughs> uh, we've got DraftKings, FanDuel. Uh, we have um, Barstool Sports, uh, BetMGM. Um, oh, gosh, there's a whole list of them. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a, we have 12 wow. currently wow. operating. Uh, and so, um, and they're all partnered with an operator. So as a platform, they're all partnered with an operator. How has the response been from the public? I mean, a, a lot of times before anything goes live in a state, a state makes like expectations and their revenue projections. I mean, have the numbers been what you expected with regard to online sports books? And, you know, how has the response been from the public? Well, there was a whole lot of hype for the retail sports betting opportunities. The, the law passed in December of 2019. By March, we had gone live with the three um, commercial casinos and their retail sports books. And then four days later, you know, we all ran into the March COVID issues sure. and we had to shut those casinos down for an extended period of time. So there was a lot of hype leading up to it, a lot of advertising throughout the state. Um, and a couple of the tribes were ready to go live as retail also. And then the whole thing stopped. So I think that kind of, in a way, created some more pent up demand. Uh, people had a chance to bet for a few days and then it went cold. <laughs> and then when we opened the casinos, People were still able to to bet at the retail sporting uh, retail sports books. However, we hadn't gone online yet. So, you know, De- Michigan, Detroit, we've got five we've got five professional teams, four professional teams that operate here. We've got a very robust Division One um, football, baseball, basketball out of our NCAA teams. So this is a you know a very uh, sports oriented state, and um, so that shutting it down and then yeah. talking about it and having a lot of advertising and then letting it back up again when we went online, uh, there was a lot of people interested in, in betting on sports. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of Liquid Focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Morning recovery is designed to be taken while drinking or up to an hour after your last drink. Dreamwell is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you're ready to fall asleep. And Liquid Focus is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you have to lock in and get stuff done. Supercharge your productivity at home or work with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. The Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Drink smart with morning recovery, sleep easy with dream well, and get more done with liquid focus. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with the executive director of the Michigan Gaming Control Board, Richard Com. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my questions. I mean, what should people know about placing a bet in Michigan? I mean, for example, I'm going to use New Jersey as an example because I'm sitting right here. In New Jersey, we can't place a bet on a college or university that is located within our state. And not only that, we can't place a bet on any collegiate activity that occurs in our state when it comes to college activity and the ncaa does michigan have any rules like that for their sports betting industry well we do have rules that indicate that uh anybody with an interest or can affect the outcome of the game like a player an ncaa player mm-hmm. uh, cannot place a bet um, but the restrictions as far as betting on in-state teams was was talked about in the legislation but it did not make it to the end so um uh, you know, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, you know, we, I think that uh, the, the I think the, the thought process was that uh, among the people that were wanting this legislation to pass, they didn't want to lose out on those on those bets. <laughs> now, that being said, um, you know, it's very new here, right? You know, we've yeah. been operating just since January twenty second. So, um, we've done some education things with the NCAA and with with our. Um, I think we have fifteen Division one uh, colleges here. Uh, to let them know what's on the horizon, what's coming, and what our rules allow and don't allow. They also have their own rules, right, NCAA rules. Um, But we haven't had any issues yet, but we monitor that uh, all the time. Now, when it comes to online sports books, do you expect to have many more going live in the coming years? No. This is a limited group. The 12 tribes and the three commercials are going to be able to operate retail and online sports books. We regulate the retail and the commercial, and we regulate all the online activity, uh, whether it's tribal or commercial. However, that's going to be the limit. So we have three tribes that are still working on some technical requirements to offer their, uh, you know, online sports betting. Um, and uh, once they go live, we'll have 15 operators and and probably 15 platforms, and that'll be it. You know, I'm curious when when drafting the rules and regulations, how closely did Michigan look at other states and how they formulated their gaming rules? I mean, for example, did you look at Nevada or New Jersey and say we really like this aspect of their rules, or however, I don't like the way Nevada did this or New Jersey did that? I, I mean, how much of a guide and blueprint were the other states' regulations in formulating what Michigan wanted to accomplish with their gambling rules? Oh, it was it was very much. Uh, we looked at we, we stole what we could, the good stuff from all the states. Right? We, we they did that when they passed the Michigan Gaming Control and Regulatory Act, and these two new statutes uh, um, were pretty broadly written. So we had to do a lot of things with rules, right? So we had a lot of discretion to do that. So we leaned heavily on Indiana's, uh, uh, you know, sports betting rules, and we certainly leaned heavily on Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and. And, you know, I do meet periodically, uh, at least before COVID, we do it now virtually, uh, with the gaming director in New Jersey, Dave Reebok, and uh, uh, Kevin O'Toole out of Pennsylvania. And there was, you know, I, I watched very closely how they operated. Um, 
and we modeled our rules very similarly to those states because those it, it works right they've been operating for a period mm-hmm. of time new jersey you know is the king here as far as online sports betting and so we did a lot of the modeling after after their rules Speaking of Pennsylvania and New Jersey, I know Michigan has joined a small group of states that have allowed online poker to operate in the state. You know, I'm I'm curious. It seems like more states are willing to allow online sports betting and not online poker or casinos. What went into the thought process in allowing online poker and online casinos within the state? I mean, were there any concerns that needed to be addressed to allow these gaming operators to go live in Michigan? Well, certainly. The first thing was um, we, the operators and the platform providers, and by that I mean the casinos who have hold the license and the people they contract, which were the platform providers, most of our LaVars, um, those platforms, were already licensed in New Jersey or Nevada or um, Pennsylvania. So when we modeled our rules after, uh, you know, our rules are similar to those states, there was a, a good working relationship with those rules already. So that made things go a little bit um, a little bit quicker from our end. There was acceptance of the rules because they've seen them before and, and worked under them. That being said, uh, from the legislature's standpoint, we thought that probably sports betting would pass first because there was a concern that there'd be a negative effect on our online lottery. You know, Michigan has a very successful lottery and online lottery. And uh, there was concern about competition and, and stealing each other's market share. So far, uh, that hasn't really shown itself if there's an effect on it. And if it is an effect, it's something that we can't see or measure at this point. But that's something that really um, held up other states, and it really slowed our state down to take another look. You know, when this thing first first went through the legislature in 2018, it was vetoed um, by the governor at that time because of the concern of lottery. Mm-hmm. So there was several modifications made. There was some some hold harmless things done for the city of Detroit and some direct benefit tax that goes directly to them for the commercials um, uh, because people didn't want to rob from the existing physical plant casinos, right? Didn't want to, sure. to, to affect revenue there. And they certainly didn't want to you know, uh, affect revenue with the lottery because the state makes all the profit on lottery offerings. So, so that was an issue, and that's probably what other states are wrestling with. You know, I mentioned online poker, and, and that was the big news in all the poker periodicals I read. Right now, who are the operators that have gone live in the state? We only have two right now that are live. Uh, poker Stars is one of them, working with the um, Bay Mills Tribe and um, Bad MGM doing poker. We are, though, in discussions um, with your state, New Jersey. Um, Pennsylvania hasn't gotten the okay to mm-hmm. enter into interstate compacts yet. And I believe the other state is Delaware uh, for, you know, liquidity pooling for tournaments, things like that. So we do have authorization and a law to do that. Um, we have to come up with some rules and uh, and then look at compact agreements with these other states, you know, much like they do with Powerball and all those other things. We have to make sure um, we have some things in place to allow it to occur. So that's ongoing right now. So I do think that the state's going to enter into uh, liquidity agreements. Uh, with neighboring states, especially New Jersey. I think we've got 10 million people, and you guys are pretty close there yeah. in New Jersey for population, and that's what they need to make these things thrive. Now, I know Michigan's online poker industry is very young, but it's, it's like I said, it's making huge waves in the poker community and with the games and the tournaments being offered in your state. I, 
what is the revenue projections with regard to online poker in Michigan? Do you, do you think it'll be equivalent like New Jersey and like Pennsylvania? You know, I don't know. I, I, uh, we, we've, um, we've been taking this in steps. We, you know, we, we bit off a lot to get 10 operators up and going, mm-hmm. uh, over the last you know, 50 days. So, um, <laughs> The focus has really been on the online gaming side, and we only, like I said, we only have two operators that are offering a poker. I didn't have a chance to even see the revenue and what's gener- what it's going to generate because one just went live last yeah, week, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, so although um, uh, the poker stars one seems to generate a lot of interest on the revenue side, I, you know, we haven't seen and been able to analyze. I, you know, if I ever came back to talk to you again. Uh, six months from now, I have a much better, you know, much better view of what could occur there. You know, obviously, as you know, the big money maker is the online casino style yep. games. And that's yep. really where the focus is and where everybody's asking about the revenue. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and Six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services. Money matters. If you owe thousands in back taxes to the IRS, how much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I paid less than I owe. That's right. Money matters. So call Tax Solutions Now and get the IRS off your back. Since 2014, Tax Solutions Now has been a leader in the tax resolution industries. Remove wage garnishments, property liens, fines, and penalties. Qualify for the Fresh Start program or even uncollectible status. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I owed the IRS over $10,000. I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes. I called Tax Solutions Now and got the IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money. Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you call now and find out call 800-683-7377 800-683-7377 hey this is dave Shadow from house of cards with your house of cards gaming report for the week of april 12 2021 the world series of poker announced tentative dates for a live event in the fall the event is scheduled to take place at the Rio starting September 30th, running to November 23rd, ending with a $10,000 main event championship tournament November 4th through the 17th. The dates for this event are dependent upon state and regulatory approval. 
DraftKings entered into a deal with World Wrestling Entertainment, making the sportsbook and fantasy sports company an official gaming partner of the WWE. Under the deal, DraftKings will offer customers in certain jurisdictions free-to-play games incorporated into WWE events. DraftKings branding and signage will also be visible during WWE pay-per-view programming. And finally, a Tennessee man got lucky with the lottery two times. Nick Slayton from Sparta found out he won the lottery for a million dollars. He raced over to where his fiance worked to tell her the good news and then went on with his day, only to find out later that the lottery ticket was missing. Nick retraced his steps and found the one million dollar ticket in the middle of the parking lot where his fiance worked. How lucky was that? Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. Nice. Nice. Not thrilling, but nice. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaud with you. House of Cards is brought to you by PartyPoker.com. Why go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania? Pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds. You can play the same games online anywhere in the Garden State. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Start playing and start winning some cash at nj.partypoker.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with the executive director of the Michigan Gaming Control Board, Richard Com. What will the online sports betting and the online poker and the online casinos mean for Michigan gambling industry in the long run? How much is the Michigan gambling industry dependent on the online component in the state going forward? Well, you know, uh, COVID changed, changed the world, right? Yeah. And, and uh, our tribes and our casinos suffered quite a bit. Um, they're, you know, they're down, oh my gosh, they're only at 60% of revenue from the year previous. And they are just our three commercial casinos, you know, did, you know, $1.3 billion in, in revenue. So they take a big hit and the travel casinos also. So um, everybody's excited that this is going to add new revenue. And I think it's going to. And if you look at New Jersey's model, which we studied very closely when they went to online uh, sports betting and then um, online gaming, there was a concern of cannibalization, right? That the, sure. that the online format would cannibalize the people going out to the casinos. And uh, we haven't, seen that even though our casinos are down quite a bit they were shut down um they're still doing 70 percent of revenue so so the you know the uh, retail sites are still generating quite a bit of revenue considering they're at 30 percent capacity right so Mm -hmm. um uh, i also think that the in, in the online world there's so much marketing that can occur and i think the tribes and the commercials are looking forward to be able to draw people back into their casinos with comps and promotions and things like that that they're able to offer so um you know the future i I can't see the future but i do think that there's going to be a a net positive effect because remember you know as in new jersey we've identified a whole new demographic you know in the casinos in in detroit and in the travel casinos it's an older it's it's generally an older crowd of people sure Um, sure. and people that aren't as adept on their phones and, and with you know social media and things like that whereas this demographic that we're touching with sports betting and again online gaming 
is that 30 to 50, you know, 30 to 54 year old person that carries his gambling device with them everywhere he goes in the way of his phone. So, so there's an expansion on that side that probably will not, we don't see a net net effect of lowering it, you know, lowering the activity on the other side, just because new people are being attracted. You mentioned it, and I want to hit on that as well. Michigan not only has the online sports betting and the online poker, but you have the online casino games, which not a lot of states have that. Who are the online operators for the online casinos right now, and and do you expect more coming online in the coming months? Yeah, so for sure be three more uh, coming online in the next few months. We're working with those people now on their, um, you know, on, on all the uh, – idiosyncrasies are getting their apps launched and, and the requirements that we have. So it'll be a total of 15. Now in Michigan, you could have two skins for each um, operator. So each casino operator can have two skins. And what has occurred and what we've seen happen is they stuck with one skin. So as, as uh, DraftKings, you know, coming into this market as a sports book and sports betting provider became a casino. And so they also offer online games. They've partnered with um, other people, uh, casino companies that offer online games. And so that same app is the portal. So that's what's happened across uh, Michigan. Everybody's stuck with one skin. And the sports betting is getting all the promotions and the advertising. Mm -hmm. But you have the ability on that same platform to play casino-style games. You know, I, I speak to a lot of gaming officials and executives around the country, and I, I know that a major part of the gambling industry is promoting responsible gambling. I know. What is Michigan doing with regard to problem gambling, and what are some of the programs that people can reach out to if they feel they have a problem with gambling? Well, in Michigan, there's a certain amount of money out of each of our statutes that goes to uh, our Department of Community Mental Health for things like our um, gambling hotline. Um, our problem gambling hotline for programs, treatment, uh, things of that nature. We also offer, uh, as a regulatory agency, we offer a disassociated persons list for not only for the retail casinos, the commercial casinos, where people can sign up and have themselves, uh, their eligibility to enter those casinos, um, you know, revoked. They, they, they sign up to be disassociated. New Jersey has a very similar law. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all, each app, uh, each platform app, app uh, we required several things. They had to have timers on it, and they had to be able to communicate with their player uh, how long they've been online, how much they've wagered, and they have to have the ability, people have to have the ability to limit those wagers and also limit the time. In other words, only so much in a 24-hour period and so on and so forth. And those apps have to allow people to um, take a cooling-off period or ban themselves from the app. That's individually on the apps. We also have the ability, as a gaming agency, People can come in, and we've had a couple already do that, come to us, and we can remove them from all the apps. In other words, even though they have access, we take away their access. We eliminate, just like we would in a casino. We bar them from entry into the platform to gamble. Now, that's what we're doing uh, on the on our front end to help them, but the uh, Department of Community Mental Health really has the programs and the education programs uh, outstanding to, to help with problem gambling. And that's one of the big issues that we're probably, you know, most concerned with when you when you blast a state the size of ours with all this advertising and promotions and for sports betting and the same app on sports betting can get you over to play slots or uh, roulette or uh, blackjack. Um, you know, people are being inundated with this. So our concern has always been um, we could, you know, this could 
lend itself to more issues of problem gambling. And so we're very watchful. We also have our lottery division, um, uh, which is regulated by the lottery commissioners, also Department of Treasury. They have a very robust uh, program. We, we attend the meetings of the council. So we're, we're always cognizant of it. Uh, and we're trying to do what we can, but we're really kind of monitoring the information at this point. As you said, this has been one of the most challenging years for the gambling industry because of the pandemic and how it affected the gambling industry. Right now, how is the Michigan gaming industry? And do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you you feel that there is going to be a shorter than longer recovery time for the gambling business in your state? What predict for 2021, what will the Michigan gambling scene look like? Oh, I think we're going to exceed the revenue projections uh, for online gaming. I, we're already watching, uh, you know, what's happening here just at launch. And albeit I'll, I'll we've had the Super Bowl and we're in the middle of March Madness on the sports betting side. Uh, but, you know, people can use the same app for both. Uh, our, surprisingly, our lottery is up. Uh, the, the Not only the ticket sales, and uh, the online activity is up at, at quite a bit. Uh, so that's sort of indicated to us that there's still an appetite. Uh, for gambling. Um, I, the casinos haven't even hit full stride. You know, they're not open 100%. Uh, when they do, I think that I think we're going to have a banner year. And I really think that um, online gaming is going to inject into the gambling industry in Michigan much needed revenue, opportunity, excitement uh, that, you know, that the whole COVID thing really you know, took the wind out of, out of the gambling industry in the state. And, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, our neighboring states are all moving in the same direction, right? Illinois, mm-hmm. Indiana sports betting looks like they're going to be doing some kind of online gaming. Uh, so we won't have that cross, you know, across the border thing going on like you guys had uh, <laughs> with New Jersey. So we're going to have to have this whole thing develop and be in and of itself its own market. So um, I think it's going to be uh, a great year, year coming up for gaming in Michigan. Do you think the pandemic accelerated the growth of online gaming in Michigan, or was this an aspect of gaming that would have occurred at the same time, even if there was no pandemic to contend with? Well, these bills have been moving in before the, uh, through the, uh, the state legislature before the pandemic, and they were actually signed into law before the pandemic. What, what occurred and what happened is everybody realized, oh, my gosh, hey, we're so glad that these things passed, especially the R15 um, licensees uh then it became when can we go live right so uh, there was a lot of pressure put on us to try and get a rule set done and you know everything we do in gambling uh regulation has to do with the rules we set i mean the legislature allows it uh you know the law allows it but there's a whole host of things technical requirements things we have to do to make sure that we you know uh, maintain the integrity of this gaming and and so that's what got accelerated and also the our stakeholders the the um, tribes, the commercial casinos, the multiple platform providers, the, the players in this that we had to license, I think were, were very cooperative. They looked at this. It says, oh, you're using New Jersey's in this area, you're using uh, Nevada's or Pennsylvania's uh, rules. Uh, we got it. We don't want to slow the process down. Let's get this done. And so, um, you know, we passed the rule set and went live uh, as fast as we possibly could when we were and, and I think that's where it got accelerated. The thought process from the state was looking forward, right, when they passed the legislation, but no one anticipated a pandemic, and certainly um, neither did we. But the pandemic 
I think, brought together this level of cooperation, like, let's, let's make this happen, and let's make it good for the state of Michigan. Richard, we're running out of time, but if people are interested in finding out more about Michigan gaming, do you have a website at the Michigan Gaming Control Board that people can go and check out? Yeah, we have uh, michigan.gov, uh, MGCB, and you can look at all of our um, who is, who's offering, you know, all the legal operators that are offering gambling, uh, what we have in place for um, problem gambling, and the whole, you know, much like New Jersey's website, we have all of our information there, including revenue and the revenue breakdown and where the taxes go. Richard Kahn, Executive Director of the Michigan Gaming Control Board. Thanks so much for coming on and telling us all about the great state of Michigan. It's an important gaming market, and it seems like it's growing at an incredible rate, and I look forward to hearing more about it in the future. Please come back on and uh, keep us updated. I certainly will, and thank you for the time you gave us to uh, promote Michigan gambling. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready, and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-231-9279. That's 800-231-9279. 800-231-9279. You're listening to House of Cards. The answer is probably uh, we're finished. What, we're what, given, what are the odds? One in a hundred? What, what? I don't do odds. We would... I gave very detailed sir. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishado with you. You know, sports betting has become popular in the U.S., and people want to know what's going on in the sports books across this country. So executive producer Doug Weishado is back with the book report to tell us what's going on in the sports books across the country. Doug, what do you got? Okay, in this week's book report, we've got a bunch of state numbers reporting their February betting revenues and handles. Seems we- like a lot of them came in this week. Well, they always come in this week. Some report them like the second week in the month. Some report them the third week of the following month, that sort of thing. So, But we've got a bunch they, they of them. They seem like a little early this, this month. we got about four of them here. Uh, and uh, also we have a, a national numbers top ten for betting markets. And also we have a record. Ooh. We, we, very, we very, very unusual record. Very, very unusual, unusual record. record. Not, okay. not a handle or a revenue record, by the way. Oh, all right. Let me give you that one. Plus, okay. we have uh, launches tease. launches and deals. We have a couple deals to talk about. Uh, we have one big deal, 
and quite honestly, it involves the NFL. I think everyone knows well, what yeah, we're yes, talking the NFL, about. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sense in hiding that one but uh, or teasing it out. But the more I thought about I don't think it's as big a deal as a lot of people are saying it is right now. Well, it's the an information it. data deal. Yeah. You know, they're not but really we'll crazy, uh, crazy yeah. popular. But, you know, they're necessary for sports betting. That's and what I think sports. it more is. It's more of an infrastructure yeah. necessity deal than anything else. But... Uh, let's start off with some numbers. Colorado reported their February numbers. They had a handle um, of $266.55 million. Uh, taxes collected in February was 332000 Mobile betting still was the main driver there, 97% of the total handle for the state. Okay. Um, let's see. The main thing was their top sports. They finally got rid of table tennis in the top five. Really? Yes. Okay. They were no, sixth. They were sixth. They were sixth. You yes. know, like the last couple of months, wasn't it? Fourth? They were third at one point, fourth yeah. at another. They love their table tennis in Colorado. But uh, what we've got here is top sport was, NC, uh, was uh, let's see, professional basketball with $95 million in handle. NCAA basketball was second with $39 million. Pro football, American pro football, not soccer, but American pro football, twenty-four million. And and this this was February. So this is the, all February. The, the, only, the only American pro football was thing the, was the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Ice hockey was the fourth spot with thirteen million. Tennis was fifth with nine. And here, table tennis was sixth with just under seven million in handle. Yeah, but but didn't it beat some bigger sports? Though? Soccer, golf, and MMA. Wow. So table See, I'm, tennis I'm, is I'm still... very surprised it beat golf and MMA. Soccer, maybe I get it. All right, it is not as popular as overseas, but golf and MMA, maybe just because it was February and there wasn't a lot of golf being played. But wow, I'm I'm very surprised it beat golf and MMA. Well, I'm just surprised table tennis is still hanging yeah, around and, and, and as much and as it is. we keep talking about it. We it's, keep it's, talking about but it. But again, it, it's still over a $5 million handle almost every month now, especially in Colorado. You know, it, it's it's just one of those sports hey, you know, I just maybe, haven't been able to get into, but they seem to have found a market for it in Colorado. Hey, Even Oregon has a, has a big... Uh, uh, table tennis segment too. Hey, if you enjoy watching it and you're making money betting on it, hey, go for it. I wonder how many people actually watch it after they bet on it, though. I tried to. Is there in-play betting for ping pong? I don't I know how no you can do that. that one. I don't know anything about that one. Well, we'll find out at some point. Tennessee reported their February sports betting numbers. They had a handle of one hundred seventy-six point three million. That's down sixteen percent from two hundred eleven million in January. That's their smallest handle since they launched in November. Oh, okay. Um, Thirteen million in revenue, down forty percent from twenty-one point two million in January. Two point six million in state taxes. They had a Super Bowl handle of fifteen and a half million, and two point nine million in revenue for Tennessee sports books. Hold was seven point three percent. Now. The real reason I brought the 7.3% hold. Yeah, don't they have a legislative 10% hold? They have a legislatively mandated 10% hold. Sportsbooks don't hit that. They get fined. So what 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 will Tennessee do? Do they have to wait another month to see if they make it up during yes. the next they, month? They're given a chance then? to make up the difference. All right. If not, they're fined. Okay. Uh, Virginia reported their first full month of sports betting numbers. Um People remember they only had 11 days in January of operation. Sure. Uh, Virginians wagered 
$4.778 million. That's their handle. Uh, the hold was 4.6%. So oh, wow. kind of a low hold for the uh, sports books. <laughs> a lot of smart bettors in Virginia. <laughs> uh, let's see. Operators reported. This is interesting. I, I always love this, especially this is technically their first month in operation. Sure. I, they, so, had, they had, a, what, 11, 10 days in January? Yeah, what did you say? 11, 10 11 days? 11 days. 11 days. 11 days. You know, the first month is always promo heavy. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. You get free bets and you uh, this money back and uh, bet in this thing and we'll give you money here. They had yeah. a gross gaming revenue in the state of $12.2 million. Operators reported $13.2 million in bonuses and free play incentives. Yep. <laughs> so you take that out. Yep. You do some other adjustments so for some uh, money how much coming it cost in and them? out. How much it cost The adjusted them? revenue was <laughs> minus, or negative, I should say, negative $3.2 million. So they lost $3.2 million in sports betting. Yes. Okay. Well, again, first well, month, I, you know, promo heavy. You got to well, get the market going. You pay for the marketing. That's That's your bill for marketing. Yeah. And uh, state taxes was $300,000 for the first full month. Not bad. Uh, Rhode Island, state handle of $34.1 million in February, down 14% from January. Uh, handle of 17.8 on mobile sports betting compared to 16.2 on retail. So that was almost a 50-50 split mm-hmm. in Rhode Island for sports betting. Um, the uh, one thing, uh, they had a... Uh, Almost a sixty uh, percent drop from January in revenue. Revenue reported one point five million. Well, there was only one football game that, was that Tom Brady was playing in, and when you're a sports better in New England, guess where you put your money on football? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But uh, it worked. Hey, it worked out for you this year. Yeah, I, I think March is going to be a big year for every big month for everybody. Anyway. Yep. Um, Pennsylvania. And here's the record. Oh, okay. Pennsylvania has a record. All yeah. right. Uh, record. We should, we should have like a drum roll sound to it. I don't know how I would re- what the this would re- acquire for uh, for a record song, but uh, record sixteen point six million dollars in credits issued in February by sportsbook operators. That's that was a I wasn't even thinking like that, but uh, that's why I said it wasn't it, a handle, it wasn't a revenue. Was an interesting kind of a, record. It's a, it's a different sort of record. I don't know if it's a good one, but uh, oh, hey, right. you know it. It was a record for the state. It was the most ever given out in terms of uh, promo credits. Um, DraftKings uh, has reported total $6.8 million in credits since July for an average of more than $2 million monthly because they had, they had the least in terms of offering credits. FanDuel reported the most, $3 million in credits each month since the sport started back up in July. So it's, it's kind of an interesting... Uh, little record to have there. I don't know if it's a good record, but yeah, it's, it's a, a record. record. Um, let's see. Legislation, let's move over to there. Um, kind of kind of an interesting uh, situation going on in Maryland with some of their legislation. The Maryland Stadium Authority is now advocating to have the Orioles and Ravens Stadium have a different way of doing the sports betting there. Uh, right now, the law is set up that these two teams can only have sports betting on game days. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. The the huh. Maryland Stadium okay. Authority wants them operating year-round. 
Well, yeah. Why? Why? Why would you? Uh, well, I, it's just uh, I'm just saying this is what they want to talk oh, about. That's bizarre. That doesn't even make sense. I, it it actually kind of makes really? sense in terms of uh, yeah. When you first draft it out, it sounds if, cool. If you want to make money in sports betting, don't have days off. Well, again, it, it's a matter of do you want the competition? Because Maryland is making competition among minority and small business owners as well as the the major sports books coming in. And I, I think when they drafted this, maybe the thinking was, why add more competition to small business owners and minority business owners for sports betting operations? It still doesn't make sense. It, it, make, it makes okay. sense in a certain way. But again, right. I kind of want to see have days them. off in sports betting. <laughs> well, again, it's a matter if you're going to the stadium. If you're not going to the stadium, ah, well. you know that, that's why I think a lot of the thinking was, if, you're, if the Orioles aren't playing there, are, are people going to go to the stadium? Let, let, let me ask you then. But okay, you you brought up it. In, how about if the Orioles are playing away games? That's why I just. Said. I mean, are the stadium are this? I don't think stadiums are open when they're not there, are they? I mean, but can you bet on them if they're playing away games? Yeah, but you just have to use one of the other sports books. Oh, okay. They're not shutting down the industry. They're no, shutting no, down the no, stadium. I, I, I understand that, books. but why? I mean, you know, they're not going to shut down the stadium sports books while, why the, while the, during the season. Why? Why cut these off? I, that doesn't make sense. Because no one goes to the stadium. They don't. I guess they don't want to open the stadium. Okay. All right. I, I guess they don't want to open the stadium. But you know. But now, if they want to have them year round, they got to open the stadium. But these aren't. Well, they're inside the the parks. But they're inside the. Are they outside? Just like DC. I mean, you know yeah, how DC is the Wim Hill. Out, yeah, but they're not completely you have to go, in the stadium. You have to go inside though, the arenas. But you don't have to go all the way inside the arena. You really want to hire security just for sports betters? Okay. All right. I mean, I I can understand that to a certain extent. With the money you're bringing in, you can hire all the security you want. then wait till you bring in the money. Then you can expand it. Uh, Ohio may be inching closer to getting sports betting. Uh, They're talking about end of April having a bill finally introduced in that state. I don't know what's taken them so long, but wow. They also were the guys that wanted to have grocery stores doing sports betting, too. Okay. So, uh, you know, whenever they introduce it, it'll be a welcome sight. Same thing. Well, you with- go from one extreme to the other. One one state wants grocery stores to do it, and the other state, well, if they're not in the stadium, let's not have betting at the stadium. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's, it's weird. It's one, one, one realm to another realm. Well, yeah, also have Arizona who had a uh, typo in their sports betting uh Oh, I love typos. What's uh, they actually had a, a sports betting bill phrasing in terms of the amount of people that could attend an event at an auditorium that um, so that the auditorium can get sports betting licenses. The bill was supposed to read 150,000 attendees. Okay. It came out as a 150. Okay. So that opened up the uh, thinking that a car show would be able to get a license for sports betting. They don't want that. Okay. So they had to they had to do a strike through amendment to the law and it's pushed back now. So whether or not it's going to go through or not, we'll see. But there was a typo there that, you know, is going to uh, cause a little bit more of a delay for sports betting in Arizona. Uh, Wyoming, uh, the bill for sports betting is heading to the governor's desk for signature. So they're they may be closer than Arizona right now. So as we speak, he could be signing it. As this show is released, he might be. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's legislation. Deals. We had a bunch of deals here. Absolutely. Um, uh, Betway uh, formalized partnerships with six NBA and NHL teams. Uh, They have deals now with the Brooklyn Nets, 
the Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, L.A. Clippers, Golden State Warriors in the NBA. NHL, they've got the Islanders, the Los Angeles Kings, and they are doing deals with a whole bunch of other places, and they'll be announced as they go along. But the interesting part of the deal is they made a deal with a team that has nowhere near any kind of legislation for sports betting, which is Cleveland. Mm -hmm. We just talked about Ohio inching closer and closer, but the Cavs already have a sports betting deal in place. Well, I got to tell you, I, I saw the Betway. I was checking out the uh, Islanders game, the Island uh, NHL, not NHL, yeah, NHL Islanders game, and I, and I was wondering what the hell Betway was. So uh, it's another sports it book. Betway. It's a yeah. UK sports book, really. UK sports book. Yeah. Huh? Um, BetMGM did a deal with Detroit Tigers to be their official gaming partner. Uh, BetMGM also did a huge deal with Audacity. Odyssey, I should say. I, say, I want to say Audacity. <laughs> Odyssey, yeah. Odyssey. Well, they uh, were formerly um, Intercom Communications, intercom, yeah. the radio network. So uh, they are now a preferred sports betting partner of Odyssey. Uh, they're going to be, uh, let's see, integrated content across Odyssey's broadcast sports stations. They're going to be doing some uh, talent um, combinations between BetQL Network that uh, Odyssey had already bought and BetMGM. There's uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, the BetQL audio network, which is a betting network, digital mm-hmm. betting network through Odyssey. Uh, they're going to be starting to incorporate a lot more BetMGM stuff. So yeah, I, I've been hearing that it. was kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, I listened to what what was Radio.com, which is now Odyssey. So I've been hearing a lot of they, they're doing a lot of uh, you know short features uh, from uh, BetQL and uh, BetMGM. Well, so, that, that's all part of all this good stuff. stuff. So. But BetQL was an app that Entercom bought last year, and they turned uh, the BetQL audio network, they, their own sports network, to BetQL network. It's a digital network. They have a bunch of different podcasts and shows there. Great. So uh, BetMGM has that. Now, the big deal that happened, and, and again, I like I said, when I first saw it, the fact that it was the NFL doing this deal with Genius Sports for a sports betting data, it's an exclusive sports betting data deal, with Genius Sports. Genius Sports will be providing data uh, data and odds to sports books and networks around the world now for NFL games. Great, great. I, I just think it, it's a lot of people have been expecting a big NFL deal coming. I don't think this is it yet. Well, it, it, it certainly lays the groundwork. This is the foundation of a pretty big deal, I would think, the NFL would have to make in, in sports betting, just like any league. Sports betting has just become too big of a thing in uh, the sports world, and I, I think the professional leagues have to get involved with I, it. I, I think the big angle of this is genius sports is also going to be the gateway for advertising, too. They're going to be handling a lot of the sports betting advertising Great. for the league. Um, I don't know if this is more more U.K. or or u.s because genius sports is a big uk outfit more so the united states a lot of people are more familiar with genius sports overseas than they are here but they are one of the best in the business for data um and it was kind of interesting because now the nfl owns stakes ownership stakes in two of the integrity and data firms out there sport radar and also uh genius sports now so they are really getting into the sports betting in a in a different sort of way, more ownership, more integrity. And again, I think this was the found work deal, found a, a groundwork deal for further deals coming down the road here. I would think that the next step would be the deal with Caesars. I mean, Caesars is already a, a partner with the NFL for gaming. 
Remember, we were seeing walking yeah. around Atlantic City, we were seeing signs for the Caesars NFL partnership. They sure. had signs everywhere. I'm anticipating Caesars might be the first sportsbook partner. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, it, it, uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch this. I, but again, great deal, big deal, earth shattering deal. I think that's coming, especially with the NFL. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.